right, another HDL pod here with Troy. We're just a, a few days away from the NFL draft, so uh, plenty to talk about. We're going to get into it. You have for us a, uh, a first half of the first round mock draft. You mocked out the top 16 picks. Um, we'll, we'll, got, we'll go through them, maybe just comment a little bit here and there, and then we'll get down into some of the, the grittier details as we go from there. So uh, it's your your mock draft, so you want to take us through it? Yeah, sounds good. Um, we have all 32 if you want to go through all that, but maybe we'll we'll speed we'll we'll, we'll comment speed. on the top 16 and then you can speed right. around the rest of it all right yeah um so obviously we'll start at the top um easy pick trevor lawrence to the jaguars not much to say there everyone knows that's happening pretty chalky yep uh number two same deal zach wilson those two picks are pretty much locked in as of right now um uh, number three is i'd say about 90 percent Mac Jones. Um, so we're going to stick with that. There was okay. kind of rumors if it would be Mac Jones or uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance and, sounds like, right? Yeah, judging from, from yesterday's press conference, uh, the Niners, I don't know if you heard that. but No, it, I missed it. Like it, it sounded like they were leaning towards Mac Jones. Okay. Um, it sounded like everyone in the 49ers organization was – kind of leaning towards Trey Lance, except Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like he's kind of making the selection here because yeah. obviously it's a big – It's a big deal. But I wonder – I'm trying to think. Um, I remember – do you remember Joe Williams, the running back? Joe Williams. Yeah. Drafted by the 49ers. I don't yeah. even remember what yeah. round. But yeah. I remember there being a big thing afterwards that Kyle Shanahan pounded the table for Joe Williams. Yep. And- <laughs> The amount of time it took you to remember who Joe Williams was says enough about who that guy was. But curious about Mac Jones. Do we can pause here for a little bit? Are you like? I feel like whenever there's five quarterbacks like this, there's a handful of quarterbacks that people like. Someone always gets dragged a little bit, and yeah. I don't know if it's because of his dad bod or what. Um, but Mac Jones seems to be that guy that people are convinced he's going to San Francisco, but don't like him are you a mac jones fan i am a big mac jones fan however i would not have moved up to the third overall pick to take him yeah Uh, i'm surprised that that's if they do do that i'm surprised that that's what they moved up for um but i I like him i think more than more than most except maybe kyle shanahan he might be the only person (laughs) more than me the Uh, one guy but i mean i I feel like we talk about it a lot in the league like with quarterbacks how i kind of value mobility and running less than a lot of people yeah um when i'm evaluating like, god it just seems like the i mean you have guys you know who are do well still in the league but it does more and more the league is moving to a mobile quarterback oh no it really is i think every almost every team and their scouting departments like in particular are looking for i think that when quarterbacks are coming out they're kind of looking down the list at mobility like they're obviously arm strength and just the ability to make throws from awkward positions and across their body and, yeah. and that type of th- like that type of stuff. And Mac Jones doesn't like that's that's not him, but just me. Like I don't know. I'm just more like traditional with quarterbacks. I like guys that are smart, like high football IQ, can read defenses, are accurate, um, can beat you from the pocket, and 
you know, I, I just don't value mobility and the ability to, you know, make those yeah from those certain arm angles and, and things like that. That's obviously great. And it translates for some, obviously Mahomes was kind of transferred, like, you know, yeah. the, the, the position that way, but. Last year with Josh Allen, we saw him take a big step. Um, I do think if there's – I think I like the mobility. Maybe it's just because it's more fun to watch. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know if it's better or not. But uh, I do think if there's a – Kyle Shanahan's scheme seems to be always, regardless of who the quarterback is, is to get guys open quick and fast. Mm. Um, So I think if you're going to have a guy who's immobile – uh, putting him in Shanahan's scheme is probably the best place for him. Yeah, I like the fit. I mean, I, I think he's going to do really well. I think that, um, you know, it'll be easier to back up my claim that I think he's good if he does go to the Niners. <laughs> I think he's going to be successful there. It's the best landing yeah. spot for a quarterback. So, yeah. Um, um, so, I, actually, I want to back up because consensus number two quarterback is Zach Wilson. Uh, doesn't seem to be much doubt that he's going to the Jets. Right. Is and you seem to be more of a, a film guy, certainly than me. Uh, is Zach Wilson the second best quarterback in this draft? It's, it's so tough. I mean, quarterback rankings this year, I've been so torn on. Like, I've flip-flopped so many times. I really, I actually really like, and I usually don't like the quarterbacks that much in a draft. This is like the first year I can remember where I really like all the top quarterbacks. Yeah. I like all five. Um you know, for what, what they bring to the table. I, I have Zach Wilson as my number two quarterback. Okay. It's close. It's really yeah. close. But I, I do like him a lot. So then you would have Mac Jones third? I have Mac Jones fourth. You have him fourth. Okay. Yeah. So do you have Justin Fields there? Yeah, I have Justin okay. Fields. Yeah. yeah. All right. So your top three, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, yep. Mac Jones, and then we pick up at four with Atlanta, and you have them going with? Uh, we have Kyle Pitts going four. I got a little scared when I saw today that he said that he thinks the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. He said that? Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. He, I didn't know. He interviewed today, and they said, would you be surprised if you went to the Niners at three? And he said, yeah. He said, I, I think the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. So Yeah, that's interesting. If, if he was going to go to the, the Falcons, I think he would probably know, have a pretty good idea, and he right, said that. Right. So I don't know, though. I don't know. I think – I just can't – I just don't see them taking a quarterback. I mean, if it would be a trade-out spot, I think, if yeah they don't go pits. Um, but looking at the board, I just don't know now. I mean, I thought Carolina would be a big trade-up spot with, with them getting Darnold. I just don't know if they're going to now trade a bunch right. more picks to move up and, and get it. I mean, they just – they won't. So, I, I just don't know if there's going to be a team that's in range that would be willing to go up. Yeah, like Denver would be the only one within range that I think could get yeah. up there. Like Chicago's not getting up there. New England, I don't think, is going to get up there. And apparently, just from what I'm hearing, is Denver is um, leaning towards staying there and, you know, they're fine if they don't get a quarterback. Yeah. Say, I mean, obviously, they're, they're you know, stretchy. They so you can't believe everything. But yeah. they're content with – I think Ben Albright, who's, like, pretty entrenched in Denver – um, he said that he's leaning towards them actually not going quarterback at all. But um, we'll see what happens in this mock, who's yeah. there. So. <laughs> all right. So I, I think Pitts, if, if Atlanta stays, I think Pitts is the pick. Like there is, I don't think 
has anyone mocked anyone else <laughs> to Atlanta? Like, Not I feel like we're back now. Yeah, that's all I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we got Bengals at five, and you have them going with. I have them going Jamar Chase. I thought they were going to do this before it was the popular uh, media pick. Everyone kind of had them going Panay Sewell, and I just thought they were just not going to be able to pass up on Chase just with him and Burrow. And I know court like teams usually don't draft based on college, you know, teammates and stuff like that. But I just think that they were just so good together. And Burrow has like come out publicly and said he wanted them to take Chase. And I just think they're going to feel comfortable that they can get offensive tackle in the top of the second round and, and get, you know, the stud receiver who I think is going to be really good there. What do you think? So if they do that, do you think that, does that have a big enough impact? Obviously, it has some impact on uh, the other weapons there, but do you think that has a huge impact on uh, Higgins, Boyd? Yeah, I think it does. I think it will definitely – I mean, I don't know if it – I don't know if it hurts Higgins that much, but, I mean, he just goes to the clear-cut number two. Right. I think – yeah, I think it does. I think it hurts Higgins a, a good amount. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Look at LSU, Justin Jefferson – as the number two was still a monster at LSU and obviously right. it's college is different. They're not putting up those type of numbers, but right. I mean, he still had a lot of success, you know, yeah. with his number twos. And- they use a, uh, with Zach Taylor, they use a lot of three wide receiver sets over there too. So I mean, he gets the snaps, but yeah, I think Chase is the clear number one once he's there. But- yeah. A hundred percent. I'll be the yeah. number one media day one, but. Uh, all right. So we got some offensive yeah. weapons. Other thing I wanted to say about that yeah. is if they do take Jamar Chase, I put this in Slack earlier, but I'm putting a lot of money on them taking an offensive tackle in the second round. That's a we're putting in the prop bets too. So so yeah, I like that. That's a that's a good good look. So we have to because sure. they're gonna get so much heat for not protecting Burrow yeah. after yeah. that after that pick. You know they're gonna take one at the top of the second round. They're gonna say we had a first round grade on this guy and we know he can be a day one starter, so it worked out. And you know, they're just it's, it's just easy money. There's going to be a lot of clips of obviously Burrow throwing the chase in college. And then there's going to be a lot of clips of Burrow on the ground in the NFL. <laughs> and that that's going to be the reaction to a Jamar chase pick at five overall. Mm-hmm. Then at six overall, you have the Miami dolphins who have been moving all around the draft board and talks that they might still move, but if they stay put, you have them going with. I think this is a shocker. I have them going Jalen Waddle. Um, the good Alabama wide receiver, the second best <laughs> Alabama wide receiver by a hair, though. I like both, but um, apparently they prefer Waddle over Chase. Um, they've kind of made that public, whether it's true or not, we don't know. Just going with what we hear. Yeah, but I like that. Get get some weapons for Tua in there, and yeah, I mean, obviously they have a connection there from Alabama. Not that's not really why this yeah, yeah. Pick, but um. Uh, yeah, I just, I just sounds like they really, really, really like Waddle a lot. And it just sounds like they're gonna, they're gonna go with the pick. I mean, they obviously need an offensive tackle, and I, I certainly would take, an, I would take Panesu or Rashawn Slater right. here if I was the Dolphins. But it just sounds like they really like Waddle, and it, I think this could, like you said, be a trade down spot. Um, definitely wouldn't be surprised, but if Denver, say a Denver at nine, was looking to move up, I mean, you have Fields and Lance sitting there. They might right. not feel like they need to move up at this point. Um, apparently, they like 
both guys. So I think they might be able to just, you know, kind of sit back and I doubt Miami's going to want to move back to, to 19 or 20. Right. And moving yeah. up from 12. I mean, it just doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So you got two teams with young quarterbacks, giving them weapons, but skipping their protection. And then uh, comes in team number seven, Detroit Lions with your doppelganger, Jared Goff behind the helm. Um, <laughs> but maybe not for long because you have them taking Justin Fields here. Yeah. I, I just don't get this notion that like, that Detroit is, is a content going in with Goff. They didn't <laughs> want Goff at all part of that trade. He was a complete throw-in because of <laughs> him. And, I mean, maybe they think they might have something there and they want to, you know, give it a year and see what he has and maybe look, if he's terrible, they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league and address it next year. But I think with this class being so strong, their chance to get a franchise quarterback in fields, I think that they would do it. Yeah. I think you hear a lot of teams uh, or a lot of times with teams like this, when they're drafting in the top seven, you know, who knows if they're going to be back here. Um, but with Detroit, I think they'll be back. <laughs> if they, <laughs> they actually might be back. They could probably go somewhere else and let golf lead them back to a top 10 pick again. Um, so th- they'll have options there. And I'm sure they might. I think the further these uh, quarterbacks fall, even – you know, we're only at seven, but I think the more phone calls teams are going to receive because of them. But all right. So Detroit, uh, you got going Justin Fields, uh, some QB battle going into training camp. Then uh, Sam Darnold's new home, uh, Carolina. You have them going with? Um, I have Carolina taking Panay Sewell. I think this would be a run to the table type of pick. Um, obviously, they need offensive line help. They need to protect Darnold. Um, they won't be just would be shocked if they took a quarterback. There's rumors that they are still interested potentially. I just don't see it. Um, and I mean, there's a little bit of a Oregon connection there, I guess with, uh, what's his name? Um, Matt rule, Matt rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that, and I don't know, I just, I heard rule like talking coming out and he said, he just, whenever he was recruiting guys out of high school, he didn't really care if they, knew how to play football. He just wanted the biggest, strongest, most, most athletic guys available. Yeah. And when you look at offensive tackles, like that's Panay Sewell and right. he's also really good at football, but <laughs> yes, he's a freak. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I don't know, you know, what their QB big board looks like, but I think if one of their top guys, I don't want, so in this scenario, Trey Lance is the only one there. Uh, I don't know how they feel about him, but I could see if someone they really like, if they're like QB two was there going with that. But otherwise I do think they give Darnold at least a little bit of time uh, to go, which means we get to Denver at nine, which you have them going with Trey Lance there. Uh, How do you feel? How would you feel if that happens from a fantasy standpoint, Trey Lance going to Denver? I would love it for for Denver's offense. I would love it. Um, Drew Locke has proven he's not the answer. I think that Denver would be ecstatic if they were able to stay at nine and get one of the top five quarterbacks. Um, I think they would love Trey Lance too. I think he's Elway kind of, um, you know, he's he just screams an Elway type of guy, yeah. which Drew Locke did too, but he's not <laughs> any good. how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they would love Trey Lance here. Um, they wouldn't have to start him right away. I mean, if they wanted to 
keep Drew Locke in there for another year and then let Trey Lance sit. They could do that, but I think with Judy, Sutton, um, you know, Noah Fant there, all those guys, I, I think their offense would, you know, potentially be one of the most explosive in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I think getting a competent quarterback back there that elevates all of those guys. We saw what Sutton was able to do before he got hurt with uh, Drew Locke and, like, I don't know, Brett Ripien. Like, who who else is throwing balls to Cortland Sutton? I don't know. Um, but he was looking good with those guys. Um, and, yeah, what's his face? Uh, Judy had – what was it like the, he was like top five in air yards, top six in air yards last year or something like that. Yeah. Um, so Locke can throw it deep, just not accurate, but you get somebody who can put the ball there and yeah, that could be an explosive offense. I, I like that pick if, if they could do that, maybe that's because I traded for Cortland Sutton in the off season, but whatever. Um, so then we get to your Cowboys. Who do you have the Cowboys going with? Uh, well, it's between two guys. And between J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, I think they're going to take J.C. Horn. Um, but it's it's 51-49 for me. Like, I'm yeah. so torn. I'm torn on them myself. And yeah, I was going to say, you, you're, it's a coin flip who you think they'll go with. It's also a coin flip who you want them to go. It is. Um, I think I'm 51 51- 49 that they take horn i think i'm 51 49 that i would take sertan <laughs> yeah so but i think it's i think sertan's a little bit cleaner as a prospect um you know he's just a little more fundamentally sound i think horn is a little bit more upside he's more athletic um and you know but he's, he's a little bit more physical got a few more holding penalties in college um so i mean it really depends on what type of what type of defense they want to run. If they want to do a lot more man, then I think they'll take Horn. If they want to run more of a, a cover three, like, you know, uh, Dan Quinn kind of came from, then they could go Sertan. But this is just judging from, I listened to um, the the Zoom conferences with both of them. And it was just judging from how they were kind of speaking to both of them. I yeah. think they just liked Horn a little bit more. Gotcha. Mike McCarthy and, and Horn and Joe Horn, his father had, you know, a big connection. He was his offensive coordinator for 10 years. Right. So he's very familiar with them. He brought that up in the meeting too, that they're friends and, you know, they had that connection there. So I leaned Horn, um, but either way, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if it wasn't one of them too, but. Yeah. So do you have, you know, this is your team. So obviously both of those guys are, they're your top two. Um, do you even bother to think about who else you would like to see them take in the first round if it's not one of those two or um well or it's those two or riot? No, nah, it's not well. <laughs> so if Kyle Pitts, he's not gonna fall. Right. If he fell, sure. I'd be ecstatic with that. Um, but assuming he's gone, it's pretty much Horn, Sertan, Slater is a possibility. I, I could see them going there. Yeah, with the aging O line, I wouldn't be furious. Um, it wouldn't be my my favorite pick, but I definitely wouldn't be mad. I think it's I think he's a like a stud. I he's a, I think he's going to be a Pro Bowler pretty early in his career. Yeah, yeah. remind he reminds me of a lot of Zach Martin, um, left tackle in college, but probably I don't even know if he projects best as a guard, but can play all five positions on the line. I think if you go through all thirty two teams. 
and just put Rashawn Slater on any of them, like every team's happy. And <laughs> right, right. Really used him. Yeah. You just always need Lyman, and he's just rock solid. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'm not too happy. Yeah. So I would say those three, but Horn and Sertan leading the way. All right, then we get to uh, another NFC East team that with the Giants here, and that's actually where you have Slater going. Uh, talked about him already. You know, their their team they want to protect their their guys, uh, Barkley, and then uh, Daniel Jones. They gotta give him time uh, back there. So makes sense. Could could you see them going anywhere else? I I could see them going. I think it'll align our defense, but I see them going a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, linebacker. Oh, receiver. I could see them going linebacker. Um, their secondary actually looks pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't rule out, you know, if they were, if they thought Sertan was a stud, I wouldn't rule that out. Um, but I think it's, you know, a little bit less likely. And I think this could be a possible sleeper spot for a quarterback if one of the guys was to slide. Like the Giants take it or someone trade both <laughs> the giants I, I don't think it's impossible yeah. the giants would take a quarterback <clears throat> that would be wild i would love that drama yeah i mean i think it's pretty like clear that they can move on from daniel jones yeah yeah he's not it and yeah i think for one of the five guys we mentioned before yeah i think uh, slater makes sense uh i know parsons has been slipping in mock drafts but i could see them yeah. going with parsons um then you get to the Eagles. Uh, here we get Sertan. So you get to compare Horn and Sertan for the rest of their careers and hopefully yep. be upset um, about it. Uh, I like the Sertan pick if if he's there. I, the, I mean, the Eagles, they have so many needs. They, they have all of the needs. So I mean, they could go anywhere. I think uh, I shared in Slack. I this was my teaser, so I'm sorry I spoiled it a little bit. But uh, I, Sertan, um, Parsons, Slater, Horn, in no real particular order. But outside of those four guys, and then basically anyone who has gone already in the mock draft, <laughs> like if those guys fell, uh, at that point I just trade down, get an offensive. I mean. I like Terrace Marshall as a wide receiver. Um, I don't know how early he's projected to go. I've seen him late first round. I don't know if you'd have to get him there. Brett seems to think he'll be there in the second. I don't know. Um, but I would, if one of those four guys aren't there, I would trade down and reevaluate. Yeah, um, I agree. I actually, you're. I mean, the Cowboys and the Eagles have similar needs. I think that your four is kind of, exactly what lines up with the Cowboys. I guess Parsons, if I had to pick, would be my fourth. I just don't want another a, a linebacker at, at 10 overall. Right. Um, but I, I think for the Eagles, I, I think Parsons, honestly, might be my favorite pick for them. Um, they're just they're so bad at linebacker. <laughs> I know they're not going to take one. They're not. They overlook. They're bad. They're, they're almost bad at linebacker on purpose. Yeah, they are. They literally don't care about the position at all. Um, they've made it pretty obvious that they don't care about the position. And I just think it would be the, like the perfect pick for them. They, they are so bad at linebacker. They need, they kind of lost their identity on defense after letting Malcolm Jenkins walk. I think Parsons gives them that, um, you know, just 
plug a guy in in the middle of the defense. It's just going to make plays all over the field. And, you know, potentially he will ch- has the most potential, I think, to change a defense. Yeah. I think a corner obviously is going to help. Is You know, he's going to be a plug-and-play guy. But I don't know. A cornerback is just – he's not going to change the outlook of your defense. I could see Parsons having the biggest impact on the Eagles, and they're so bad there. I just think that that would be the perfect pick for them. And they love Penn State players. Yeah, that's true too. Maybe I think this is a, a the brilliant PR strategy by Howie Roseman. He needs one. He needs PR help right now. So he it's really the long play. He's been ignoring the position for years, so that he could do what he wanted elsewhere, get the fans mad at him, and then you get an easy win by drafting Micah Parsons. It's it's really the the long play. It's possible. I doubt it. All right. Uh, at 13, uh, we go to the Chargers, who you have – I'm going to let you say his name. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard from USC. I think that they would absolutely love to get Slater here, but I think it's very unlikely that he's still here. So Vera Tucker is gaining a lot of steam right now. Um. And, yeah, I mean, he's a tackle slash guard. I think he's, you know, creeping up into the tier with Slater and Sewell, like further down to the – he's yeah. creeping up to the first tier rather than the second tier, kind of right. separating them up. Um, and, yeah, I just think that they are desperate on the O-line. And yeah. Another young team – or another team with a young quarterback looking mm-hmm. to protect him, so that makes sense. Uh, then Minnesota, you have Jalen Phillips uh, – He's a defensive end, right? Yeah, defensive end from Miami. He is – this pick was hard. I hate this pick, but I just didn't know – I didn't know who to give them. I did see uh, his – on playerprofiler.com. They sponsor the show, I guess. Uh, he uh, – the best comparable player was Daniil Hunter for him. So, yeah. I thought that was a – it makes sense for Minnesota. I didn't see that, but I actually was kind of thinking that he actually he kind of reminds me just as far as measurables go of him. Yeah. He's the most athletic defensive end in the draft. He's the, I think he's the best defensive end in the draft, but um, he's got a lot of injury concerns. So that's kind of the question mark on him is the medicals. Right. If the medicals check out for teams, I think he could go this early. I think he could go in the top 15 to 20, but if not, he could also, you know, be one of those guys that we see fall pretty far down the board yeah Uh, all right then at 15 uh patriots you've got going micah parsons we've talked about him a bunch bill belichick gets a nice toy to play with on defense um 16 you've got your boy devonta smith i gave him a hard time because i always got to pick one wide receiver to like Mm. dislike that everybody else likes last year it was t higgins we saw how that worked out for me uh, <laughs> yeah we thought about that one. <laughs> no the Bengals are about to draft his replacement already they know they know the truth um but devonta smith is my guy this year that i'm i'm gonna rag on for no no real reason other than he's a fourth year senior uh took him all four years to break out and and a uh, Jalen waddle injury not really but <laughs> pretty good he's pretty good two years ago too. okay all right all right but um but you haven't gone to arizona yeah this was this was my favorite prop bet okay when it, when it was available when i took it it's no longer available at that but it was 50 to one okay smith to go to arizona 
and they maxed my they maxed the bet out. So my friend saw the bet. We were all going to do it, um, but I was in PA, so I couldn't place it. And they maxed it out at fifty at like forty. For some reason, it was forty seven dollars. I guess because the payout had to be at a certain limit. Right. So we all got like ten dollars on it. So it's still ten to win five hundred. Yeah. I wanted more on it, but um, yeah, I think that I think they're a trade up candidate for one of the top three receivers. From what I'm hearing, they're you know they're all in on either Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle if one of them falls. I don't know if they stay at 16 to get one, but in this scenario, they got lucky and one of them fell to them. Um, they're so. not content with uh, AJ Green on the outside. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably an insurance policy. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. Think that, another I another nice weapon for, uh, for they, Kyler Murray. They're looking for right now. I think corner is another. Uh, position in need for them but Caleb Farley's medicals are not looking good right now um, there's talks he might slide completely out of the first round um, so he was kind of the other option here that I was I was kind of torn between but I had to take Devontae Smith I think it's just too much value yeah. I think he really, obviously the, he came out that he weighs 166 pounds and that's the the concern with him pretty much that's the only concern um but I think he's – I think he's a stud. Man. I don't know. Yeah. doesn't worry me too much. I I think he will be a good NFL wide receiver also. I, I don't want – for the Eagles is more why I give him a hard time because I don't want the Eagles to draft him. I don't want mm-hmm. another – he's skinny Jalen mm-hmm. Rieger. He's better than Jalen Rieger. But, like, we already have a little guy on the outside. We don't need another one. Yeah, I mean, he's not – I know what you're saying. I just don't think he's, like, a little receiver. I don't know. He plays as a number one, as, like, a true number right, one. Right, right. But when you did your top five options for the Eagles, did you include Waddle in that or no? No. I didn't have a wide receiver in there. I yeah. I, I mean, if they could get so Chase – Waddle was there, he would be in that group. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah. I, I I think Jamar Chase clearly top wide receiver. I do Smith and Waddle. I like like you said they're close. Um, you like Smith more. I probably I like Waddle. I think a little bit more um, for the price that they're gonna cost. That's why I mentioned Terrace Marshall. Like I would mm. and and for what we have on the team on for the Eagles, like for them to get a bigger wide receiver. I would like that. You look at who Terrace Marshall has played with as well at LSU. Like he's he had harder competition in college than he'll have coming onto the Eagles roster. So, yeah. uh, but whatever, we'll see. I if they don't get Chase, I'd rather them address needs elsewhere. Um, Chase or Waddle, but but we'll see. All right, so that was the the first half for the recorded record. Why don't you uh, just speed? round your right. other 16 picks so people can tell you what you got wrong later we'll probably be able to list all 16 but uh <laughs> so i have uh jeremiah wosu koromoa going 17 to the raiders at 18 to miami we have quitty pay defensive end for michigan 19 washington we have christian darsall offensive tackle from virginia tech 20 chicago bears greg newsom cornerback from Northwestern 
21, we have Indianapolis Colts taking Christian Barmore, defensive tackle from Alabama. 22, the Titans, we have Aziz Ojolari, linebacker from uh, Georgia. I hate that I did this. I want to change it already. <laughs> uh, I have Najee Harris going to the Jets at 23. I don't think that they do that, but that's what I have. And then I have uh, 24 Steelers taking Zayvon Collins. 25 Jaguars taking Rashad Bateman, Trevor Lawrence weapon. 26 Cleveland Browns, Caleb Farley. Ball stops there. 27 Baltimore Ravens, Kadarius Toney. Uh, 28, New Orleans Saints, Elijah Moore. 29, Green Bay Packers, Landon Dickerson. 30, Buffalo Bills, Asante Samuel Jr. 31, Kansas City Chiefs, Tevin Jenkins. And 32, Tampa Bay, taking Gregory Rousseau. All right, I like it. Where did you have Elijah Moore going? Elijah Moore to New Orleans. I like him too. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot. I don't want to talk too much about my receiver rankings. <laughs> mm, mm, I understand. I understand. Uh, so, all right. Some, some general draft talk here. Um, we you laid out your mock draft. You had uh, the top five quarterbacks going by pick nine. Do you think like there seems to be years where there's this big chunk of quarterbacks, uh, a big bulk of quarterbacks where one slips further than we think. Lamar Jackson most recently, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers a few several years ago now. Um, what's the furthest you think one of the five could fall realistically? I think I think all five go in the top ten. But if one was to fall I don't think one's getting – I don't think the fifth would be get past New England at 15, but I don't even think that they'd be able to get there. I think that if they fall into the 10 to 15 range, a team like Washington or Chicago is, is going to move up in front of New England and probably take one. Right. So I would say in that 12, 13, 14 range um, would, would probably be the, the limit for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think any of them gets by Denver – and I think you're getting trade ups yeah. at that point to get rid of them. I get it, like like you said, 15 with New England, even 14 with Minnesota. Like Cousins is okay, but he's got only like one year left on his deal. Um, so what are the, what do they want to do after that? And it, you know, you got a guy who fell to 14 in this hypothetical as well. So you could sit him for a year um, mm -hmm. if you want behind Cousins, and then move on but i think it's an unlikely scenario but I, I think between minnesota and new england you've got that's kind of like the the last line of defense there yeah i think the answer would be different if mac jones wasn't going third overall you think I, he's the one who would slip i think he he would have the most potential to to fall out of yeah. the top 15 or so um I could definitely see teams, you know, not falling in love with him. But I think if Lance and Fields are the two guys after the top three available, they're just – they're not going to fall that far. Someone's going to take them. They just yeah. have too much upside. Yeah. Um, so you had uh, your – you had Najee Harris as the first running back going to the Jets. But you – before you even told us who and where, you told us you didn't like it. Uh, 
So if if the Jets don't go uh, running back there, where what's like the next best or most likely spot for a running back to land? Um, Pittsburgh at twenty four. Yeah, there's um, been a lot of smoke there. Yeah, they're they're. It sounds like they're all in on taking a running back. Najee Harris is there. I think they definitely take him. If not, maybe they take Javante Williams or ETN. I don't know. Um, if, if Najee Harris is gone, they may wait. But if he's there, I think they 100% take him. So I don't see a running back falling past 24. 24 is where they go first. Any chance, looking at the bottom of that first round, um, I think, New, like you mentioned, the Jets, Pittsburgh, um, Buffalo, could they go running back? They definitely could. I mean, I don't think they should. I think it would right. be stupid, but um, <laughs> like they, just keep, they, they keep taking running backs. They look good, and then they just don't like them. Yeah. Well, what would be funny is if they went with Javante Williams because then you basically just have three of the same running back in their backfield. And didn't they – I think they just signed someone else too, if I'm not mistaken. They have Singletary and Moss. Did that sounds right, but I can't – Matt Breida went somewhere. He might have went to Buffalo. That sounds right. I think it is. So they have three running yeah, backs. Yeah, Matt Breida. That are all pretty good. Yeah. And running backs don't matter as is. Right. So why are you going to use one a first round pick? Like I think it would be atrocious, but there is talk <laughs> they might do it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they've got a, a decent enough team. They don't even use the running back. I mean, maybe it's because of the guys that they have, but yeah, they have Josh Allen right. for the ball a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I um, had this, uh, this mock draft on my TV in the background, the NFL Nation or whatever, and uh, your guy Terrace Marshall just went to Baltimore in the first round. In the first round, that's yeah. where receivers go to die. Yeah, it's just the absolute nightmare of fantasy. For any <laughs> <laughs> that is that'll maybe I could get him with the two eleven if that happens. Then, sure. <laughs> um, fantasy wise, I think. Uh, we mentioned a, a couple first round possibilities for running back. Then that early second round, um, I could s- say one goes in the first round. Yeah, I could see the other two going early in the second between Jacksonville, uh, the Jets, Atlanta, Miami, all being right there. I think they could go running back. Do you like any of those landing spots fantasy wise? Um, are you at liberty to say with your draft picks? Yep, I will. Um, I like Atlanta, as you mentioned. Um, I think that would be a good spot. I think Pittsburgh is the best spot, like we said. I think the Jets is a good spot as well. Um, And Miami, I think, is a good spot as well. I think Buffalo is the only one that I hate. And there's some rumors Tampa Bay might still be looking at another running back. (laughs) Um, Not that it matters what they do, because they'll probably be in the Super Bowl regardless. But (laughs) Right. I would hate that from a fantasy perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. That would be ugly. Probably. Um, (laughs) What's that? Me and you both. Yeah. 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 I, I am not, however, worried about the Giovanni Bernard signing. Oh, and they got him. Yeah. Well, he might, I don't know. I could see him being the most like successful on that with Brady. (laughs) That could, he kind of is the like, he's the Brady running back. Yeah. All right, now you just – with a few words, you made me worry. I, but I could see him end up being like the fantasy lead running back there or 
not making the roster. Oh, 100%. Like, the, he's got quite yeah. a, a wide range of outcomes. Brady decides to do with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll make him a pro bowler. If he wants to make him irrelevant, he will. That's true. That's true. Um, speaking of pro bowlers, uh, we heard some ramblings from Ian Rappaport uh, about a chair that Roger Goodell sat in. I don't know what that was about, but also talked about Julio Jones possibly being traded, uh, but can't be moved until uh, till the, after the draft. If If there's any truth to this, what are some dream scenarios for a Julio Jones trade? Um, I have two spots where I would like him to go. I think the dream, the number one would be Green Bay. Yeah. Obviously for, you know, obvious reasons, Aaron Rodgers. Um, that would be wild. Adams and that Jones. Be, that would be insane. Um, wonder what it, I don't know if his foot can hold up in the cold, though. I mean, it, probably not well, but <laughs> um, I think that if he does stay healthy, that makes them immediate Super Bowl, yes, possibly favorites, yeah, uh, with Adams and Julio. So that would be the, the dream scenario, it's the dream, him. dream, and then you a second, yeah. I mean, at this point in his career, I'm totally content with him being a number two somewhere as long as it's a good offense, you know, he's not going to be. The Julio Jones of five years ago. It's just obviously not going to happen. The other one will be uh, San Francisco. Mm. I think that a team looking to trade for him is going to be a team looking to win now. I think both of those teams could be in that situation, and San Francisco really doesn't have a number one receiver. Um, they like IU. They like Debo Samuel, but they're more of number two type of guys. Um, I think Julio could be the immediate you know, number one receiver there and give Mac Jones – Brand new shiny weapon. There you go. And he goes back to play with uh, Kyle Shanahan too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like both of those. Um, they already gave up their draft capital. So I don't think Kansas City does it, but I thought of Kansas City, that'd be yeah. wild too. Um, and then we already uh, spoiled We already spoiled the, uh, the nightmare scenario, which is Baltimore. Yep. That was my nightmare scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. I, did, I think a Jul- that's a place, though, where Julio becomes the clear number one. So, like, yeah. any meaningful target goes to Julio, but you're not going to have a ton of meaningful targets. Right. Uh, all right. So, w- let's go out on this. We talked a ton about the draft. Um, after the draft comes the season. So, give me a bold prediction, a hot take for the 2021 NFL season. Matt Stafford in his first year, LA Rams are going to be Super Bowl champions.